We have to remember that when I give to God, I'm doing what? I'm investing eternally. Who keeps the record? The Lord. God keeps the record. It's not really the amount. It's the sacrifice when you give to God. That's what counts. The sacrifice that we're giving to the Lord. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's great to have you with us today for the conclusion of our series focused on honoring God with our finances. Today, Raul will encourage us to express our love for the Lord in practical ways as we pay our taxes, live within our budgets, and give to the work of the church. Stay with us for assurance that God will provide for your needs when you obey His leading and sacrificially invest in eternity. Today's lesson is titled, How Valuable Is Your Giving to God? Here's Raul Reese. How valuable is your giving to God and to Caesar? Do you cheat? Do you rob God? Do you rob the government? What belongs to the government? What does the Bible say about giving to the government? Should we pay taxes? Surely we don't agree many times with what the government says. But surely we know that God has established government and put order in our lives. And we can disagree with government, but at the same time, we have to obey the laws of the land. And that's something that is happening in America. It's happening all over the world where there are people that do not pay taxes. And they don't give to God anything at all. And if we're going to call ourselves Christians, if we truly have been born again by the power of the Holy Spirit, then God has given us guidelines in the Bible. We can't keep some of them and skip some of them. No, no. We take the full counsel of God. As the prophet Malachi is writing... He says, well, a man robbed God, yet you have robbed me with offering and tithes, the Lord says. They were stealing from God, what belonged to God. And it's amazing as you do and expand on the churches today all over the world, especially here in the United States of America. There are no guarantees today for anything. That's why people are losing their homes. And they're losing all kinds of things because they just buy the cars, they buy the houses, they buy this, they buy that. And they don't think that it's building up. And then all of a sudden, the economy goes crazy and you can't pay your debt. And now you lose everything. And that's why houses are so cheap on the internet. By the thousands, they're being lost. It's really important that we take God's counsel as we do study what God says in His Word. And you know that here at Calvary Chapel, we don't ask for money. We will never ask for money. We believe in a philosophy that where God leads, God provides. That's our philosophy of ministry. And it's really important that we understand that we don't take from people. We receive from people. We don't ever take anything. 
It's really important to know that God is the one that gives us everything. We need to be thankful to Him for the provision He's made for each one of us individually. Here in the book of Mark chapter 12, there was a situation here where the Pharisees and Herodias were coming to Jesus. And they were actually against Jesus. Here they were talking about paying the government. He said, let me read it to you. Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians. And the Herodians were a part of the family of Herod. And they were the ones in authority, but they didn't get along with the Pharisees. The Pharisees were self-righteous, and they were always creating problems. And so they came to Jesus. Then they sent to Jesus some of the Pharisees and Herodians to catch him in his words. And the word to catch her in the Greek, it's a very interesting word. It's the capturing of a wild animal when you're hunting that animal. That's the, the word here. The hunting of a wild animal. And so here they were trying to catch Jesus somehow to falsify everything he was saying. And when they had come, they said to Jesus, Teacher, we know that you are true and you care about no one, for you do not regard the persons of men. But teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Good question. Good, good question. I mean, if people are going to live in the United States of America, I don't care who you are, you need to pay taxes. We need to pay taxes. And we need to pay God what belongs to God. Because he's asking the question, now he's going to answer them. Listen to what he says in verse 15. He says, again, this is so cool. He says, shall we pay or shall we not pay? In verse 15. But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So bring me one of those little pennies. So they bring it to him and he says, Whose picture is that that you see? And he said, Caesar. So Jesus says what? Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. He made the point. Listen. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, Render or pay your debt or pay back to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. That's what he says. That's the command. And they marveled. They were blown away. Whoa. Is that what he means? That's what he means. Think of how many people have been investigated by the government. For tax evasion. I mean, if God blesses you with your company and your employees and whatever you're manufacturing, be honest. Be honest. You say, well, man, I, mean, I could barely make it. Well, I mean, if you're barely making it, then maybe God's speaking to you to do something else. But you need to be wise. But you can't cheat. You can't be a thief. Remember, thieves will not have the part in their kingdom of God. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither are liars or fornicators or adulterers. Stealing is a sin. Whether you steal from God, 
But will you steal from Caesar? Real important. You're getting debt. Jesus looked on taxes as a citizen's debt to the government in return for the services performed by the government. What do you mean? Well, today, those services would include what? Uh, the fire department, the police department, their protection, national defense, the salaries of the officials who manage the affairs of the state, special programs for the poor, the unprivileged, etc. You see? And so it's really important that we understand that as individual Christian citizens, we need to agree with what God says in His Word. And we need to agree with the government. Now, again, we can disagree with the government, but we still have to pay. God established human government in the Scriptures. Did you know that? Yes. Yes, He did. In the book of Romans chapter 13, 1, He said, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. In 1 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, he says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplication and prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2, 13-17, he says, Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be kings, a supreme, or governors, and those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and yet not using your liberty as an excuse or vice. But as bond servants of God, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Honor the king. Even if we do not respect the people in office, we must respect the office. The office has to be respected. That's what God says. You might not like what they're doing in Washington, but we need to obey the office. God set it up. God placed it there. We have to remember that when I give to God, I'm doing what? I'm investing eternally. Who keeps the record? The Lord. God keeps the record. It's not really the amount. It's the sacrifice when you give to God. That's what counts. The sacrifice. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to help equip you with Scripture so you can walk in step with God. For resources, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And be sure to request Rawls MP3 series further outlining godly financial management. Now back to more of today's lesson. It's never the amount, but the obedience and sacrifice we make in giving God into His work. And as we actually are honest with Caesar, with the government, we can live with peace in our minds. You don't have to be paranoid and be afraid. The government calls for your taxes and they want to see the books. Show them the books if you have nothing to hide. But if we don't fear the government, we should really fear God. 
Because one day you're going to be judged by God. Everything's going to be openly. Everything's going to be open. That's why in the book of Proverbs, Solomon, in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You don't give God the leftovers. You give God the best. The best. And yet God wants to do so much greater in our lives and greater things in our lives that if we would be open to the Holy Spirit and be in full submission to Him, then He can do whatever He wants to do. Why? Because when we give to God, we are instructed in the Bible, not outside of the Bible, in the Bible, that we are to give willingly and cheerfully, or that is hilariously. When they receive the offering, we don't take offerings, we receive offerings. And when we say we're going to receive the offering now, and you're saying, oh, I don't want to give. Don't give. Don't murmur and complain. If you don't want to give, don't give. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. You're a free moral agent. I like what Andrew Murray said. He said, he who bestows his good upon the poor shall have as much gain and ten times more than he could ever have. I mean, seriously, helping the poor... What a beautiful thing it is to help the poor. To help the poor. How can you go wrong helping people in need? But there are too many selfish people. Too many self-centered people. And yet God has given to us in His Word. I looked up eight biblical steps of giving. Number one, let me give you the first one. The first one is very simple. We give without anybody knowing about it. It's nobody's business but God's. That's it. That's why when we receive the offerings here, and I don't know who gives. If I knew I would be going, there's grudgy there and there's over there. I would be pointing at people. I'm glad I don't know who gives. Thank God for that. But you know, there are people that know who gives. And what's amazing, when you give here at Calvary, at the end of the year, you'll receive a form for the government. How much you gave. So you can have a deduction. No problem with that. That's legal. But here, nobody really needs to know in the church here what you give. It's nobody's business. It's between you and the Lord. Remember Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount? In Matthew chapter 6, he said, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do give a charitable deed, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have the glory from men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do give a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I love that. I love that. The way God rewards us. I love it. Never, never anybody know how much I give to the Lord. It's between me and God. And did you know, secondly, that you're supposed to be giving to the Lord every first day of the week? That's right. Every first day of the week. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2, Paul the Apostle, speaking to the church, says this. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches in Galatia, 
So you must also do on the first day of the week, Sunday, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. There would have to be no begging today. Imagine if people gave with a willing heart. Nobody would have to give ever again. You say, oh yeah, that biblical, oh, it's in the Bible. When they came to Moses. And the people were asked to give for the building of the tabernacle. The people came and they gave. And Moses said, hey, go back and tell the people they've given too much. Stop your giving. How many times you hear it on TV? Or Stop your giving. Don't give anymore. We don't need your money. You know, they're always crying and begging for funds. That's so sick. You know what? That misrepresents God. God is broke. God is not broke. They're broke. Not God. God is rich. In Second Chronicles 29.3.9, he said, Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for my holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, the gold of Ophir, 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of the craftsmen, who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord. I love that. It's the sacrifice when you give to God. The sacrifice to God. And then fourthly, we need to give cheerfully or hilariously. I like that word. Listen to Paul. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 10, he says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one of you give as he purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver a what a hilarious giver in the greek hilarious there's no murmuring there's no complaining when you give to God and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work as it is written. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Giving to God cheerfully, hilariously. And then five, we give in the Old Testament, I told you they gave a tenth. A tenth. Ten percent. And if they borrowed, they would have to pay a fifth, 20% back to God. In Leviticus 27, 30, he says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees, it's the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. If a man wants at all to redeem any of his tithe, he shall add one-fifth to it, 20%. And concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock, or whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be the holy unto the Lord. He shall not inquire whether it is good or bad, nor he exchange it. If he exchanges it all, then both of it and the one exchange for it shall be holy. It shall not be redeemed. A lot of times they would bring to the house of the Lord this little lamb that had a broken foot or had a spot. And the priest at the actual door would say, I'm sorry, we can't receive this lamb. It has a blemish. So you have to go buy another one. We don't give cast-ups to God, you see. 
And in the time of Jesus, when he was in the temple, they were ripping the people off. They were saying, oh, this is no good. The turtle dove, the pigeon, whatever it is, go buy it from them. And they were charging him 40% above the value. And Jesus got upset, remember? He went in with a whip and started knocking everybody out. I hope no churches rip off people. Jesus is not too happy when that happens. Churches need to be honest. People need to be honest. What is the Lord is the Lord's, and we give to the Lord. And then I love the sixth one. We give to God to prove to God that we give Him everything. Remember Malachi 3.10, Bring all your offering and tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And then try me. This is the only place in the whole Bible. Try me. Now in this, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings upon you. Wow. The only place in the Bible where God says, try me and see if I don't bless you. And it doesn't have to be financially. Because Paul talks about in Ephesians, the blessings of God are spiritual. So beautiful. Try me and see if I will not bless you by giving to me. And then seventh, don't bring the castoffs to God. Don't. When David came and he was going to give a sacrifice, the priest said, I'll give you the sacrifice. He says, no, I will not give God anything. They will not cost me something. I like that. It has to cost you something to give to God. What is it costing you to give to God Today. Maybe you don't have your rent. And maybe you're going to say this morning, you know what, Lord, I'm going to take a step of faith and I'm going to give to you and I'm going to wait on you for my rent and see what happens. Step of faith. Giving the best to God. This Christmas season, as you find joy in giving to your loved ones, we encourage you to also bless the Lord by contributing to His kingdom-building work. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message in its entirety, just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for the teaching titled, How Valuable Is Your Giving to God? We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, to further inspire you in looking for ways to invest your resources in eternity, we'd like to tell you about a helpful study from Rawl. His five-part giving series will show you how you can confidently give back to God from all that He's entrusted to you. Conveniently downloaded to an MP3 thumb drive, you'll find this resource both clarifying and motivating as you reflect on your role in the stewardship of God's heavenly riches. Contact us today to order Rawls' giving series on MP3. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your flash drive for a gift of ten ninety five or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We encourage you to take advantage of all of our free resources. Join Rawl for Bible-based straight talk on his YouTube channel, streaming every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. 
For more biblical wisdom to direct your steps in God's will, all of these programs are available to download as podcasts using iTunes or Spotify. You can also download our app for live-streamed Bible teaching, an online scripture reading group, and much more. If you'd like more information or just want to connect with us, visit us anytime on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget, we're a listener-supported ministry, and we appreciate your partnership. Your generous gifts are tax-deductible and equip us to keep sharing God's Word. Join us again next time. In these final days leading up to Christmas, we'll celebrate with a series centered on God's matchless, timeless gift of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. With a closing comment, here's Rawl. And then finally, eight, we give to build God's house and to keep God's house nice. That's what we give. So the work of God is done. Crusades, repairs, rebuilding, building. Like in Exodus chapter 36, 1, remember again, they, were, they came and they were building the tabernacle and everything. The craftsmen were all there. Everybody was so happy. And it says this, and then they spoke to Moses and they said, the people are bringing much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a command and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, that neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary and the people were restrained for giving. Don't give anymore. We got too much. Too much. Man, if we heard that on radio and TV, I would rejoice. Or any church. But you don't hear that. You always hear people begging for funds. I said, we should never beg. We should give and we should receive whatever God gives to us. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.